Welcome back to Monsters, Myths, and Legends, the podcast where we talk about all those things consecutively. And today, in that order, every time. And one of those things. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, starting off today, I'm talking about a creature I actually didn't know existed until like about a month ago uh, when I was, because I, I, I'm between getting some books right now for other episodes. So I was like, okay, I need a filler episode. Not quite filler, but just another one to focus on that I could do all my online research. And I found a creature uh, known as the Acrobumelu. Acrobumelu. Bumelu. I was like, I can spell it out, but it's not going to help. No, do not spell words out for me. Don't spell it out. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to still spell it out for the viewers. Or the listeners? The listeners. Now they can check our Instagram page. Ah, okay, fine. Um, or probably the name of the episode, actually. Um, or that one, too. <laughs> so, yes, it's called the Akrabimelu. Now, purely off of that name, what do you think it is? Uh, the word Acro, I don't know. It's putting some sort of bird creature in my head. Oh, see, I put arachnid, like a, a spider. Like oh, really? Like kind of creature. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I'm thinking bird. Funny you should... Uh, Mentioned so, Akrubamelu, it's also known as uh Gertabilu, um, is actually uh, it comes from Canadian or not Canadian Acadian origin, um, with Akru Akrabu meaning scorpion, ah, and Amelu meaning man. So, it what Akrubamelu is, is it's got the body of a scorpion with the torso's arms and head of a man, much like a centaur in um, Greek mythology. Mm. Uh, but instead of a horse's body, it's a scorpion's. A lot of the time, there's uh, most of the time, their skin colors are like uh, tans to browns, similar to, you know, uh, Middle Eastern to African descent, much of the people that um, were around uh, where this myth originated from. Um, and their hair tends to be uh, darker, ranging from black to browns. Uh, it's been stated that they have all sorts of hairstyles, anywhere between straight to wavy to curly. Um, so very, very diverse, as much like a, a human's. Um, and their eye colors also, uh, while on a spectrum, tend to uh, go towards the darker side. They've been t- depicted on or off with pointy and non-pointy ears. Like the elf ears? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. These are a very strange, weird amalgamation of creatures, then. It's literally scorpion and human. Yeah, well, we'll be all fears. A lot of, a lot of um, mythological creatures, I feel like, just like sometimes get the pointed ears. That's fair. Um, I'm sure if you even look back into human history enough, you'd just see that's probably a style that people would do is uh, forming their ears into a point. I'm sure there's something about that. I don't have any research on it right now, so here we are, but... Wait, you don't, hold on. You said people like actually pointed it, or it's just a creature know, design? Like, the both. Like, I feel like pointed ears is very common in oh, mythology. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, but the way you're describing it is like people actually like found a way to point their ears. Somewhere. Probably. Well, it could be just from that. Uh, there mm-hmm. is a genetic mutation where people do have slightly right. pointed also ears, just, but it's a very um, rare mutation. So, like, it could be like, oh, they're special. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm derailing the entire thing to see if people have ever had pointed ears. It's known as a disorder in humans, uh, cliche in popular culture, fantasy Called genre, it. commonly known as elf ears. Uh, 
And it's a characteristic of William syndrome. We're just we're just gonna leave it at that. But it does happen in humans again. It's very commonly a lot of myth- oh, mythological yeah, 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 yeah. creatures uh, that are humanoid tend to just get pointed ears. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what they would they would look like. As I said before, Akrubamelu seems to be heavily portrayed in Akkadian myths, including the Enuma, Enuma Elise and the Babylonian version of the Epic of Gilgamesh, which I will be going into a little bit of that later. Their origins uh, associations vary across legends, with some myths suggesting that they were created by the goddess Tiamat. We'll get back to that one as well, along with the god Enki was responsible for their existence. Tiamat, I'm usually depicted as a dragon. I didn't think of it as a goddess. That was, a, that was something... So that was something I just recently was looking up, because okay. I was also con- uh, interested, because a lot of my knowledge of Tiamat is from Dungeons & Dragons, where she mm-hmm. is portrayed as a multicolored-headed dragon. I'm probably going to go into a whole episode about her, because there's a lot. Yeah. But essentially, she was known to almost have two different sages in her mythology, one where she's a mostly human-esque, humanoid, that was known for the creation of a lot of creatures. Mm. And then later on, she was then um, described to become uh, more serpent or dragon-like. And um, she was essentially just known as like the being of chaos. And so she's been depicted as a lot of different things in throughout the, the time. In fact, if I remember correctly, she was perceived as one of the oldest um, iterations of just, like, the pure essence of chaos. Okay. One thing that I find really interesting about Akrubamelu is their size. Because now that I've described sort of what they're like and what they're based off of, how big do you think they are? Well, it's a scorpion, so it's only going to be, like, maybe two inches. Two inches. So you're imagining, like, actual scorpion size within, like, a proportional human, uh, like, torso. No. No. Regular human torso, humans with regular scorpion, scorpion bots. <laughs> so it's human torso. It's like orangutan hanging around with like a little. See, that's that's where they get you is because it looks like a half human, and then all of a sudden it's like, ha, scorpion venom. Man, it just it just looks like it's coming out like a genie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, see, I I depict them as much larger. Like even the I'd assume like even the person is bigger. Um. I don't know, because they, they referenced it similar to a centaur, so maybe, like, the scorpion's slightly larger than mm-hmm. maybe, like, a, a centaur normally would be, just to accommodate the, right. the human body the that's human on size. it. But yeah. I think they also vary it depending on the person that's... Yeah, so person. they do vary in size. Most of the time it does seem they are actually about, you know, centaur-sized uh, with their bodies and whatnot, so you're pretty spot on that. But the first among them that were created by Tiamat were said to be colossal beings whose heads touched the very sky. Oh, so damn. I was like, close. You were so close. I was very close. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's, like, it's not an exact measurement, like, um, but it was, it was just essentially saying that like the first ever created were so large that their their bodies towered into the sky. So Dang. You know. that'd be terrifying. Right. Jesus. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're just walking along, and then you just see... By the time you freaking see it, you're going to be like, oh, right, my god. Thankfully, I believe these ones were just used as um, like guardians for like a gate, so it's not oh, like they're sneaking gotcha. up on you. They're very much... I, I, I think they'd have an issue sneaking up. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> the sneaking up slash just becoming a general nuisance of the world. This is true. <laughs> there are some other variations of Akrubamelu sometimes, so they don't initially have to be the centaur-like. That is just how they're most commonly depicted. 
Um, but there are other versions where they're just depicted as humanoid scorpions um, and others where they take on a more monstrous look with scorpion characteristics, um, such as an exoskeleton uh, carapace, pincers, or even just a tail with a venomous stinger at the end. So pretty much any like just humanoid scorpion can be counted as a Archibamelu um, decimation. I have a question. Yes. It, so does the scorpion that Spiderman fights is he counted? <laughs> well, let me... hold on. How is that working? Acro. I was gonna ask the same thing. I was <laughs> like, wait a minute. See, see, we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> I honestly, when I first thought of it, I thought of the Street Fighter character, and I was like, mm. is he close? But I'm like, he just kind of has a chain. He's not exactly scorpion esque. Sorry, it's been a minute since I've seen Scorpion from Spider-Man. It depends on which version, because like um, in the the first Spider-Verse movie, he's very much a Scorpion, but like a lot of, I think a lot of his portrayals, he's robotic. So I don't know if the robotic one counts. If we're going with this one that I'm looking at, where it looks more like he himself is part Scorpion, it's not a suit that he's wearing. I would say yes. Oh, that, fact, one, that one's a suit. Is I'm it? Talking about which one are you talking about? Well, you could also just mention like that that one he would that one for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could um, think, oh, maybe he based it off of the legend, and that's it absolutely why he's could be doing his um, thing. And like, I unfortunately couldn't find any direct um, references to where these other like Akrubamelu are that are less um, centaur-like mm-hmm. and are more humanoid. So I just kind of took with that a bit of grain of salt, but I I like the idea of that, especially because again. And the idea of like creating characters, um, it's robot in here too. That's yeah, I guess he's he's mostly robotic, so pro- probably not. I don't know. A lot of ancient myths didn't take into account um, robotic augmentation, surprisingly <gasps> enough. Uh, yeah, so Chuck, I don't know. It's like they didn't have that. Weird. <laughs> I don't know because he's got. I I, it's, I don't know. His legs look more spider-like than scorpion. And anyway, well, I mean, they're both arachnid fans. Yeah, but. Mo- moving on, okay, yes. In, in some iterations, or uh, the it probably could be, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so going back to their Acadian uh, myth place, Akrubamelu, uh, were in the service of the war god Ninuratu. Um, they were even uh, sometimes considered the offspring of Ninuratu and a scorpion goddess. Um, other versions link them to the sea goddess Tiamat, uh, who we've talked about, uh, who created to challenge and combat younger gods after a war erupted over the death of her mate Apasu, the god of sea uh, freshwater. So, what are these? Like, what mythology are these from? Uh, mostly uh, Akkadian. Akkadian. Um, Akkadian. I, don't know I have a few more here, but Akkadian is where I'm pulling most of this uh, off of. Um, in fact, right here, artifacts covered in the uh, giraffe. I might be pronouncing this wrong. Giraffe. Uh, giraffe and the uh, Kanuj districts of the Kerman province in Iran mm. connect the scorpion men to giraffe mythology, um, underscoring their widespread presence and cur- cultural significance in ancient folklore. So again, that's like another um, spot that they have been seeing scorpion men is linked back to the giraffe mythology, which, oh, which I is... don't know entirely about. I, it seems yeah. again, it's that Middle East Iran uh, mm. mythology, which I not looked like into I, at all. Yeah, that's one where you don't normally hear about. Right, so. which 
again, that's why I'm very excited to be doing stuff like this because now it's like I hear that and I'm like, okay, well, now I want to go see what this whole mythology is about right. and what stuff they have to offer and uh, different iterations they might yeah, have. Yeah, because normally when you think of mythology, it's Greek or Norse. Greek, Norse, of, maybe yeah. you lead into like Scandinavian, German yeah. hotels, stuff like that. But then like I start hearing about some of these more obscure ones. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I want to. Yeah, I didn't even think of Iran. It's also right? thinking of maybe African, but yeah, never. Yeah, beyond the Mesopotamian parallels to the Akrabamelu can be found in Aztec legends as well. Uh, with the again, forgive me on a lot of these pronunciations, but the Tizimini, uh, which were essentially spirits of defeated gods cast out of the sky for destroying sacred fruit trees. The Tizimini were closely associated with stars, particularly those visible around the sun during a solar eclipse. And these ones are fun. They have a, they've been depicted uh, slightly differently with these ones mostly being like a skeletal female figure, uh, usually wearing skirts adorned with bone uh, designs and stuff like that. So they, they were less human and more skeletal, which I guess skeletons are human, but still uh, yeah. prominently like female with these like skeletal tops instead. How do we know they were female if they were skeleton tops? I'm going to assume by these skirts that they were wearing that were usually reserved for women of that time period. So, scorpion body, human torso, put skirt on. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like right where it connects the, the person. That is the fantastic. Scorpion. And I, need I somebody, assume. I, I need I didn't somebody look to draw this for me. Actually, let me. A skeleton wearing a skirt that has the legs of a scorpion. I'm going Isn't there to... ways of telling a person's gender from their skeletal? It's the pelvic bone, though. So oh, you it's wouldn't be able yeah, to I was going to say. It. It's yeah, the, no, you said that, and then you're like, no, you're right. That's the, that's the only art I can really find of it. Uh, we'll put that up on the Instagram for all of you viewers to see. Ah. Huh. Um, that's this... interesting. Yeah, at least any that, like, again, I would imagine is what leads to the connections because there was another one that sounded more like previous depiction but it doesn't have that scorpion body yeah i was gonna say it doesn't scream scorpion just when i was looking into it a lot of uh, a few different uh resources did connect to the tz mini as well but um and a lot of those photos it looks like just like it is skeletal but it doesn't look like the flesh is gone like right that, that makes like sense mummified yeah it's like do uh, very gone and everything like very sunken in yeah so maybe that's a way could be but then you'd wait you um, don't have the fat or the muscle i don't know man so uh but <laughs> similar to the tz mini and the Akrabamelu, they both had dual roles in the religion of protecting mankind while also being a danger to them now we're going to start getting into the epic of gilgamesh so we're going back to the akkadian the back to the akkadian so our universe. regular uh human torso Yes. scorpion body these run back to our yeah, regular okay the, the, the baseline scorpion bodies with the the human torsos yeah yeah but the regular side human um, torso and the mini scorpion body yes yeah so yeah. uh going into the epic of gilgamesh again this is the babylonian that every time i it got brought up it was like this is the babylonian rendition of it so mm. i'm not sure what the other one is and if that one has more or less or different stories um but Spart, who is Gilgamesh? Gilgamesh, is a, like I said, it's a whole poem. The, the whole story's about him. There's like 15 different tablets, and this is pretty much the ninth tablet, and that's all I'm focusing on is this one tablet. Oh, so we're skipping ahead in the story. A little bit, yes. 
Um, I'm going to give you what information you need to know why, kind of why you're there and the conversation that's being had. Where the, the Ark group of Melu are currently standing guard outside the gates of the sun god Shamesh at the mountain of Mashu. These beings open and close the gates, granting access to the land of darkness, also known as Kernigi or Kernigai. I'm not sure. Again, a lot of different names here. Gilgamesh encounters, uh, encounter with them on his quest to seek this secret of eternal life adds excitement and depth to the epic. And at this point, I'm now going to read this again. This is from Tablet 9. Um, it's about lines 38 to 138, but again, there are some, there are some missing pieces there. This is my first time reading it out loud, so I don't know if it's going to make any true sense. A lot of it's old pieced together stuff from these like ancient decayed tablets. So there's, gonna there's going to be, there's going to be parts where it's skipped. We'll just, I'll, I'll we'll just plug it in with chat GPT. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, man. Uh, maybe for a Patreon episode, stick around for that. It starts off with 26 lines are missing here, telling the beginning of uh, Gilgamesh's quest, getting to here. And then uh, the scorpion beings, the mountain that is called Mashu. And then he reached the Mount Mashu, which daily guards the rising and setting of the sun, above which only the dome of the heavens reaches, and whose flank reaches as far as the nether world below. There were scorpion beings watching over its gates. Trembling terror they inspire, the sight of them is death. Their frightening aura sweeps over the mountains. At the rising and setting of the watch over the sun, when Gilgamesh saw them, trembling terror blanketed his face, but he pulled himself together and drew near to them. The scorpion beings called out to his female. He who comes to us, his body is the flesh of gods. The scorpion being his female answered him. Only two-thirds of him is God, one-third is human. The male scorpion began calling out, saying to the offspring of the god, Why have you traveled so distant a journey? Why have you come here to me, over rivers whose crossing is treacherous? I want to learn your, I want to learn. Then there are 16 lines missing here. When the text resumes, Gilgamesh is now speaking. I have come on account of my ancestor, Utanis Ishtim, who joined the assembly of the gods and was given eternal life. About death and life, I must ask him. The scorpion beings spoke to Gilgamesh, saying, Never has there been, Gilgamesh, a mortal man who could do that. No one has crossed through the mountains. For twelve leagues it is darkness throughout. Dense is the darkness and the light there is none. The rising of the sun, to the setting of the sun, to the setting of the sun, they caused to go out. Then there are 67 lines here missing in which Gilgamesh convinces the scorpion beings to allow him passage. Though it be in deep sadness and pain, in cold or heat, gasping after breath, I will go on. Now, open the gate, the scorpion being spoke to Gilgamesh, saying, Go on, Gilgamesh, fear not. The Mashu Mountains I give to you freely. The mountains, the range you may traverse. In safety may your feet carry you. The gates of the mountain, the rising of the sun, the setting of the sun, the setting of the sun, they cause to go out. Then there's another 67 lines missing in which Gilgamesh uh, convinces the scorpion So, so how to big are the, is this tablet here? Because it's like, I, don't, I was imagining, like, you know, like, I'm, just bigger I, than paper size. but they're, I, they're big. I don't know what classifies exactly a tablet. I'm kind of imagining a calm tablets, but they're more of like these giant, like, carved uh at walls probably but i didn't really look into it so I maybe don't... they're like sections of wall 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this thing's got to be thinking. huge if we're going through a lot um, of information like this. Um, let me this just is true. Up. But I mean, that they usually just wrote on like like temples and things and had those big right. like tablet can go anywhere from like the size of a phone to you know yeah it was true it's also like wall. they would they yeah. write very small again there's a lot of missing information they're about this is what somebody like an image of somebody like oh wow that is small it's small i'm also wondering again there's a lot of translation so there could be it could be a fact of like it was just like they had a more efficient writing language where they didn't need to use as many symbols to get across an idea. It's probably what I'm guessing. It also is very fine. It's very, it's so very like, fine, which is Jesus. almost impressive because yeah, again, really they were is. chiseling into rock. Yeah, then no, that's really impressive. So again, we'll also make sure there's a uh, photo of this up on the Instagram um, so that you guys sort of see. And again, I don't know if that's in a whole tablet or just a fragment of it about that size. Uh, uh, for reference, uh, if you're too lazy, uh, think it's about a little larger than a phone, actually. Yeah, just think of like almost like I would say like an iPad, like between a phone and an iPad Mini, like about yeah. there. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like it fits into your hand, but like it's like, like a Kindle or something like that. Yeah. Like it legit is which like is really that weird. Size. Yeah, it's like and this this writing utensil or this this. I have a magic no, tablet. This knowledge of tablets is <laughs> is equivalent to the electronic tablet. That's pretty much it. There's just the last little bit here where again another another bit of uh bit is missing and then for it be deep sadness and pain and cold and heat, gasping after breath, I will go on. Now open the gate. The scorpion being spoke to Gilgamesh saying, Go on, Gilgamesh, fear not. And that's pretty much the End of the passage I have here, obviously it goes on much longer, but that's the the end of the conversation between Gilgamesh and these uh, scorpion beings, Doc Melu. What do you think happened in between the missing lines? I don't know. Like, there, because what I read was maybe, like, 40% of it. So it's like, there was so much there of, like, him, like, conversing. Again, I, I haven't read any else of it, so I don't know the type of character Gilgamesh is. So I don't know if it would have been one of those convinced that, like, if he had to be just told his story and they were moved by it, or if he was trying to deceive them in any way. Um, the vibe I get is he was, he's very much like, not this, like, you know, my, I, my predecessor, he worked with the construction of gods and he found a, a way to eternal life. And I'm trying to get with him to also get, get eternal life. And he seems a very straightforward person. <laughs> Um, he probably mentioned something about previous things that had he had already experienced being like, no, I am I am able and strong minded. Hey, bro, you should let me in. <laughs> well, I talk to my dead boss <laughs> so I can so, get eternal life. <laughs> so I, again, the Epic of Gilgamesh would be another interesting whole topic. It seems a lot goes on and I've heard of it before, um, like in media. Yeah, but it's. Again, not something I feel like has ever really been talked talked about. Um, yeah. Not nearly as much as so, like the Odyssey or stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So Derp Dallin. Yeah. Derp Dallin. Dallin. Yeah. Dallin. Yeah. Dallin. Yeah. Derp. You have a D and D character named Gilgamesh, right? Now. I do, and I had no idea about this legend. Oh, okay. That was... I was wondering if, like, is there a reason you decided? No, on legit. Gil Gilgamesh? Gilgamesh was just something that was off the top of my head. I had no idea there's this story about it right well in the same like yeah i started researching that and again i saw like the epic of 
Gilgamesh. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. I assume you took inspiration because I've also heard Gilgamesh before. So I was like, I'm I mean, dumb. I've heard it before, but I, again, I didn't know it was like directly uh, sort of like po- an ancient poem. But hmm. oh, see, I've never, I didn't even hear anything about Gilgamesh. It's just off the top of my head was the first name that came to my head. It was a subconscious thought. I guess so, man. I get a lot of those. Ooh. He's coming from you from beyond the, the Scorpion Temples. Scorpion Temples. <laughs> um, Infected my brain. Yeah. Sand in the membrane! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Gilgamesh's bravery and determination shine through in the face of these awe-inspiring guardians. Um, this encounter highlights the challenges that often befall heroes on legendary quests and showcase the role of the Akubamelu play in these stories unfolding. Sort of just as we journeyed through the Mesopotamian mythology, Akribimelu show up a lot. And again, they're constantly embodying both protection and danger and strength and vulnerability. Um, again, just constantly playing that duality of like there to protect, but also like harm at the same time. And that's pretty much all I've got. I will say, um, for any and all of y'all nerds out there that play Pathfinder, it is a playable race known under the name of the, the Gertabilu. Gertabilu? Something along that. Bleeboop. Um, I, just, I briefly saw it there. I was like, yeah. I don't know when I wanted to squeeze that in. Especially because I ne- myself never played Pathfinder, so I was like... I, I was going to say, that would be a very fun race to play in d be a ton of fun. I, I definitely, like, fun. next time I get a chance, I might see be like, hey, yeah, I want to, like, flavor something and be a weird scorpion person and be sick is it basically be i mean do you take uh, a similar thing like the uh, dragonborn and just have like a poison right assume take mostly like centaur stats can you play centaur yeah yeah you can play centaur it's i mean it's a monster all you gotta do is modify it to be a player (laughs) i'm sure there's enough people out there um at the very least like flavor it more like a dragonborn and go with the humanoid akrabamelu yeah yeah just have like the the stinger tail and use that instead of like a breath weapon. <laughs> Sorry, from Spider Man. That's yeah, all I can think of. I mean, yeah, not too far off. He's pretty much there. Okay. Well, again, be sure to. There's going to be a bunch of um, visual aids and stuff like that. We're going to try to put out on the Instagram because. Uh, I don't know how great of a job I did explaining everything. It was fantastic. Um, also out on the Instagram is where you can currently contact us for um, any questions or uh, ideas you might have. I'm working on getting a Patreon and Discord set up, uh, but we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Sub- subscribe, like, and subscribe, <laughs> follow. I, God, I'm used to my Twitch thing. I think you want, we want you to review five stars. <laughs> Yes. Give give us five stars or I will send... Leave a review. It helps out. Yes. Yes. Also, if anybody here, any podcaster tips, we're just barely starting out. So Also, yes. Any any and all tips. Yes. So, anyways, thanks for watching till the end. Bye! Mel you later. <laughs>